You're listening to episode 23 of Fresh Floppies, now with double the hosts. What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Geek Nation? Yes, as, as previously noted, there is more than one voice uh, on this microphone <laughs> talking about uh, spoiler-free reviews of comics that are coming out today. This is Fresh Floppies, episode 23. It's been a weird couple of weeks, but we're back. We never left. With, with uh, nasal blockage, <laughs> but uh, coming in hot about this week's comic books uh last week i was away jd graciously uh went by his onesies went by onesies we're gonna buy your onesies yeah by the by the seat of your onesies yeah (laughs) (laughs) um uh but you had the uh pleasure of talking about um an incredibly disturbing comic book that came out last week that i also read no 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 no. last week you didn't talk about i didn't talk about x-men you. I didn't read right. Hellfire Gala until after I recorded the episode. All right, we're gonna. And I was like, that should have been the entire episode was Hellfire Gala. We're gonna talk briefly about Hellfire Gala. We gotta because we gotta. Well, the first book we're gonna talk about today is X Men number twenty five, written by Jerry Duggan and art by. Uh, should have looked Caselli. this up. Oh, um, Stefano Joshua. Caselli. Joshua Casella. No. Oh, Casura is the other one. St- Stefano Casella. Sorry, the Joshua Casura has been doing the art on this book for a while oh, okay so i just sorry well anyway. i haven't been reading this book for oh. a while i fell off of the x-men i came in strong with the hickman stuff and i was on board and i was reading every x-men book and then slowly but surely as the books changed over hands and changed titles and then more were added i just lost track and it just felt too much like homework so i haven't been reading x-men for the past two years minimum and then i was like you know I- what before any of the hubbub I was like, oh, there's a new Hellfire Gala on the shelf. Let me just dip in and take a look at it. I will. I have read a little bit more than you have. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, I, I too started. We all started out strong. All the Hickman stuff, yeah. and then definitely read the first arc of every single book. Mm-hmm. It was like six books. Yeah, yeah. Um, dropped off all of them except X Men, mm-hmm. and read all of that all the way through until Hickman left. Uh, and I did read the first. I want to say two arcs of the Duggan run. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's, it's like solid. It was fine. Um, and then have been gone back and read a couple things here and there. But no, it's not something I read all the time. It does feel like homework. There are 72 um, X-Men books all happening. Each week. It's, it's like, it's like <laughs> hey, are you interested in this story? Cool. Are you also interested in what happens with the janitor in the corner of that other book yeah. for 17 issues? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's too much. Yeah, it's way too much. It's it's way too in the weeds. So, yes, I also fell off. But unlike you, I have been dipping in here and there. Oh, so, yeah. like, I've been reading every Hellfire Gallop issue because it's usually, like, an annual every year the last, like, three years. So I've always been reading those. I will, like, pay attention here or there. I think I've read a an event or two. Like, even though I wasn't reading the books, I read... Inferno. Even though I wasn't reading the books, I read Sins of Sinister. Even like just sure. here the, and there. The big beats. Yeah. yeah. So a little bit more clarity. However, you could just jump into yeah. Hellfire Gala yeah, number can. one, and um, you could leave away scathed. It was. It, I, I couldn't believe it. At, well, at first, it was funny to me. At first, the big reveal that happens when they introduce the new team of X Men, I, I I cackled. <laughs> But then, uh, as the book went on, I just got sadder and sadder 
and uh, it it was just an well, they're calling it the Mutant Massacre, yeah. which I like as opposed to the previous Mutant Massacre. Uh, what was the previous Mutant Massacre? Do you remember? That's, no, uh, I never. Well, this read was it. the mutants being massacred. Was a was it just a metaphor last time? I, I, Look, if I had five dollars for every time that the the, there's a genocide happens to the mutants, to the poor mutants, yeah, yeah. like we got Genosha, we got uh, the legacy virus, we got like this is because of the history of the X Men, we should have saw something like this coming, yeah, but it happened so brutally, and it's called the fall of X, yeah, we know what the next wave of the X Men books is called, yeah, and still I was like, oh my god, I think I saw someone online mention so Orcus is the the big bad. They've been yeah. they, honestly they've been the big bad since Jump. They yeah. were introduced in in Hawksbox, but someone on Twitter had mentioned like, yo, sometimes the bad guys have to win, and that's what makes good stories, and that's what makes good bad guys. Yeah. They handily won. Yeah. So after, so like without giving out every single beat of a book that happened a week ago, because this this show is about books this week. That's right. We, um, we're we were uncertain as to where this story is going to continue. Like, is it just a one shot story and then got to read seventeen books? Yeah. Or what's like the next thing to logically or naturally read? So we both picked up X Men number twenty five. Um, and what were your thoughts about this book? The first. In the Fall of X, does it actually have a Fall of X number on it? Uh, no, it just says Fall. Of oh, X. I wish they did the little that things would be of like. Wonderful <laughs> if they gave you an actual reading order. Uh, first of all, with presentation, it is a double thicky boy. Uh, it's a biggin, and um, the cover I have has the return of Shadow Cat. Uh, oh, and you've got the um, the Mark Brooks cover, the yeah. the head, the panel heads. Yeah, that these like the old school the panel heads. Yeah. yeah, this is a great cover. Um, on the upper left corner, they would have like just a bunch of different um, heads of the characters involved that week. Um, and uh, this is the return of Shadowcat. So my favorite X Men has since House of X been Kitty Pride, Catherine, Catherine Pride. That's true, and um, Kate. Um, uh, and she is a decidedly different character after the fall of X. Mm-hmm. And I am so here for it. She's doing the Lord's work, uh, much in the way that I would love, you know, that film, um, uh, First Class X-Men, and they've got that yeah. whole Magneto versus Nazis scene. I would just like a series of movies of Magneto murdering Nazis. I want just comics of... Uh, Shadowcat, Shadow just Cat hunting and taking yeah. down um, Orcus. Orcus members. And um, um, what did you think of just this? The whole, the thing? whole issue, yeah. Oh, it's great. I think it's um, you need to read it if you're into the X Men and you read last week's book. You should probably pick up X Men Twenty Five. It picks up where everything left off, and it deals with a whole bunch of fallout from that issue. So yeah. they're picking up what happened last week. And they're running with it, and they're showing you what um, what uh, direction they're going in with uh, the different books that are going to be coming out. I gotta tell you, for me, this was a because it's a double size issue. It was like a tale of two issues. Yes. The first half, I found very sleepy, mm-hmm. very boring. Uh, it was like table setting that was. I understood what it was, but it was also kind of like. I didn't roll my eyes, but my eyes were feeling itchy, like they needed to be rolled, and so <laughs> okay. like almost rolled. You know, there was a couple of things that were just like so awkwardly inserted of like 
table setting for other series. Hmm. There's table setting for the new Uncanny Avengers series. There's table setting for uh, Kamala's new series. There's table setting for um, v- Children of the Vault. Like, there's a bunch of, in the first half of this book, there's a bunch of, like, almost inorganically feeling inserted scenes because, like, this is the primer. Right. But then the second half of the issue, the issue, like, the actual, with like, Marvel. the actual issue, because mm-hmm. it does feel like the first half of this is recap and setup. Yeah. But the actual story of Kate mm-hmm. is 10 times better than anything else I read in the previous 10 pages. So good. It is, I was so bored for the first half of this issue, like, yeah, okay, I get it, I get it. Ooh, look at all these other things that we get to read soon. Great. Yeah. But then as soon as it just becomes the actual story that Jerry Duggan seems like he wants to tell, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. Holy I wasn't, Holy shit. I wasn't bored in the beginning, but I do understand what you're saying. It was just like, like okay, table dressing. Yeah, it was like, cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool, cool. There's, there's the, the, we are so used to the language of comic books that there's sometimes when your eyes glaze over and you're like, you're reading it, you get it, but it's like, I know that this isn't actually super important. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. move. And the first half of this book felt like that to me. Like, yeah. okay, cool, 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 cool. But as soon as it got to literally the where the kill staples, bill of it all, the, where the staples happen, yeah, of the book. That's when the book picks up. Agreed. Okay. Um, but uh, and and I also too found it. So I'll, I'll spoil one element of this book. Uh, the Miss Marvel of it all. Mm-hmm. I found it weird-ish um, to have the way that they handle it. It was a little awkward to me. Um, the way that they handle what with her family, and then the way that they handle this very important conversation. It seems like it's a very important conversation between Kamala and Emma. Mm-hmm. And then a page no, later, Hazel for some reason? because she's undercover. Yeah. And then a page later, it's you didn't listen to me. Yeah. That seems like it was. That's uh, something. It seems like a story between those two pages, right? That aren't serviced in this book, so it's, it's a, awkward. It's a quick jump. Yeah. Yeah. Like that seems like a that seems like a, a conflict that's going to be serviced in a whole other miniseries. Mm-hmm. Here didn't even have to be a scene. Yeah. Because it's. It's like a, it's like issues like this. You get like a, a brief rundown of what's going on before you read the other stuff, and it just feels inserted as opposed to part of the story that's being yeah, told. Yeah, you would think that it would end with um, them at Kamala's house, and then Emma leaving, and no. then maybe the next issue would have this scene. But it's like no, nah, immediately, which I kind of almost appreciate because she's a teenager, and they have this whole big thing like, okay, you stay here, you're gonna be safe, stay yeah. out of trouble, and it's immediately like, sorry, Miss Frost. <laughs> I'm here. I can't stop myself. Yeah. Um, I almost, so it didn't I, bother me, but it was a. a it, it, none of this bothered me. It just it felt like I could see somebody picking this up, like, oh, fall of X. What's that? This is a good jumping on point. Let's go. And being a little kind of, um, Samesy's bored with the first half, mm. but if you're if you're there on the fence, just follow through because the yeah. back half is something that this is one of the most exciting things I've read in an X Men book for a long time. Yeah, man. The, yeah, the Kate Pride bit was just the, some of the some of her technique is and the, amazing. The, they sync refers to her as a Wolverine in this book. Oh, really? Yeah, we need the team needs a Wolverine, and that's that's Kate now. Yeah, who Shadow Cat? Who? Yeah. Yeah. She's. Oh, I also love that the title of this issue is Grindhouse of X. Oh wait, no, it's not. Hold on a second. It's X Men that... from the Shadows. But then, if you look over here on the other side of that, Grindhouse of X. I thought that was the name of the type of the issue, but I guess not. Maybe it's the name of the arc. 
Yeah, the fall of X has begun. And then, and then I, you know, like I get not upset but discouraged by the next issues following the fall. It's like seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different books, nine different books. Yeah, <laughs> Astonishing X, Iceman, Children of the Vault, Ghost, Ghost Rider. Rider, Wolverine, Weapons of Vengeance, Alpha, which I will read. Immortal X-Men, Alpha Flight number one, Dark X-Men number one, Ghost Rider 17, Uncanny Avengers number one, and X-Men Red number 14. So and you can, I imagine you can just read whatever. I was going to say, just like just like with the beginning of the Krakoa era, yeah. maybe two of these books will matter yeah. in regards to the overarching spine of the plot. Not necessarily, like if you're enjoying Ghost Rider, go for it. Rad. I love you. But is it important to the fall of X? I don't. Probably not. (laughs) I'm going to do what I usually do, which is just follow Shadowcat wherever she goes. That you know what? That's the way to go. Kiss my gal. Like uh, or or you know what? You know what I will probably do? I will follow Jerry Duggan because he seems to be the main writer now. Yeah, he's killing it. Yeah, he's the Um, Hickman now. Yeah, he's the Hickman now. So he wrote the Hellfire Gala. He's writing the main X Men book, and I think he's writing something else. I don't know. But yeah, we'll just follow him. Uh, Fresh as frick. This is, this is a pretty fresh book. It's freaking fresh. It's super freaking fresh. fresh. I'm, yeah. I'm going to talk about a book really quickly. Um, uh, it's it's this small character I've never heard of. Um, Venom? Venom? I think I'm saying it right. Uh, Death of Venomverse, number one, written by Cullen Bunn with art by Rafa Sandoval. Hot on the heels of Extreme Venomverse. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm not following along with... I don't, like, I don't like Venom. Oh, I like him, but not enough to... Do all this. I don't like Venom. <laughs> I, 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 on the books, is loving the Kate's run, but yeah. because it wasn't really classic Venom. It was just, like, using classic Venom, doing something different. So, like, I like this subversion of Venom, not necessarily, like, oh, he's red and dark and chains and red. Like, yeah. no, I, I like it when it's, um, subverts expectations, not necessarily, um, delves into them. Or, or like, uh, I don't, I don't care for Spawn. Same thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I read this with uh, tongue in cheek and or like, well, let's see. Um, this is weird and interesting, oh, okay. but weird, but who, also who a little interesting. Cullen Bunn, Rafa Sandoval. Okay. Um, so having read the 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 Kate's run, I do know that like, the King in Black um, can see or go through all symbiotes across the multiverse right yeah. like you can insert yourself in any of them somewhere between now and then there is it seems as though carnage no longer with a symbiote he is fully Cassidy? autonomous carnage no symbiote or no sorry no host no host just the symbiote gotcha um he is going he has decided the only thing that he needs to do is just kill all Venoms across the whole multiverse. So he is going from multiverse to multiverse and killing Venoms. So he's the Morlin? Yes. Yeah. Basically, he's Morlin. He's also absorbing their energies like yeah, Morlin. Like Morlin. So he's gaining new abilities every one that he kills going through. And you've got two cop-style characters, an Agent Venom from Earth-1051 and Virus from Earth-1051, two characters that were introduced in Kate's run a former girlfriend and a a version of Max Gargan Mm. with like a pieced together suit. And they are always a step behind this carnage who's going through the multiverse, killing other venoms. And they introduce a couple of different venoms in here that are really funny. Like you've got a Wolverine venom. That's um, 
uh, Laura, but you've also got like an Ant-Man Venom, and he turns into Giant Man, and his foot is the mouth. Oh, gross! That's awesome. It's just so much cool, like weird, gross stuff. Um, Yeah, and they're just they're just he's plowing through, and you get to meet a bunch of different Venoms, and this book is stupid, Mm -hmm. but it's a good stupid. Okay. Um, I like it stupid. This is like a fun. Th- so I over the break I had read. Um, I did read the um, Dan Slott Spider Man End of Spider Verse uh, trade paperback. The first seven issues where it's just kind of a big Spider Verse story. Yeah. This is this scratches the same dummy itch nice. of like just this is silly as hell. Okay. okay. Um, I don't know if I'm as invested enough to finish it, but you know it ends with like the symbiote six uh, fighting against um, Venom and carnage with you've got like look at that weirdo that's funny the uh the craven version of a symbiote yeah, yeah. so it's i mean if you're if you're in the bag for this venom stuff this is fun as the hell symbiote six. I like that. um Damn it's it. not the worst thing I, I would say this is like fresh enough this is this definitely like as somebody that uh came into it almost unwillingly i think yeah. this is pretty fun oh cool yeah it's pretty fun all right uh, I read a book, a uh, new series, started this week by Rick Remender and Max Fiamara with uh, colors by Dave McKaig. And uh, this is a weird fantasy book, yeah. which I'm quite taken with immediately. So uh, we have two different stories of different families that dovetail at the end. We've got a family of sort of blue beak having bird humans beak having beak having bird (laughs) humans um and it's very it's it's a small cottage on a farm there's a mother and a father and four kids having dinner at the dinner table and then we see uh another bird person (laughs) uh kind of looking in the window and then the dad takes him into the barn and whoops his butt and leaves him there and then the other little children have snuck food away from the dinner table to kind of bring it to this other character who's in a barn we don't really know who that is and and why he's been um excommunicated from the family Mm -hmm. and then we cut to you know big title page the sacrificers and then we cut to uh sort of a fire-haired blue-skinned woman and she's in the middle of her study. She's a teenager. Her father is mostly made of fire. Uh, and they almost appear to be the royalty. Um, and then there are a way that these two families um, eventually interconnect. Um, this but I don't really want to spoil pretty. it. It's very pretty. Max Fiamara drew the hell out of it. The Colors Are Gorgeous by Dave McCaig. This, if you're looking for a brand new Rick Remender series to jump into... I highly recommend it. It's actually off to a really strong start. I'm curious about how things are going to move forward, and uh, it is a little bit sad, but... Ah, uh, that's most of his books. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a dour gentleman. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, this is off to a great start. Um, looking at Max Fiamara, yes, uh, Four Eyes is what I knew right away. It's a, a mini, two, two miniseries with uh, Joe Kelly about a kid and his dragon, and... Max has done a ton of stuff, but doesn't seem like he's been on series for long. So, like, some Spider-Man, some Star Wars, some Lucifer, some Doctor, some some Dark Horse stuff, some Mm -hmm. Magnoliaverse stuff. Like, he's just all over the place. Very journeyman. Um, The character designs on this um, are really, really nice. Yeah, this is awesome. Once you get to the fire folks, the fire royalty (coughs) family, very cool design choices. Uh... Rick Remender 
surrounds himself with the greatest artists. <laughs> just period. Yeah. Right? The last one they just finished up. Actually, I don't know. I, I can't even keep track. Uh, Righteous Thirst for Vengeance. Oh, Scumbag. Yeah. Low. Low. I mean, just the most recent one. Low was a yeah. couple of years ago. And then it looks like he's got a new book coming out called The Holy Roller. Yeah. Co-written with Andy Samberg. Yeah. I'm curious about that. And Well, I mean, it's a bowler. So, I'm in. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, this looks rad. This is uh, this is fresh as fuck. It's faff. Highly, highly recommend. It's faff. Faff. Um, I think that we should talk about... Um, Superman? A mo- yeah, a new book called Superman. Adventures of Superman, John Kent, number six. This wraps up the Injustice Saga, six-issue miniseries. But fear not, friends. There's more John Kent on the way. Mm. But... Uh, I was reading this. I actually read five and six this morning because I realized I missed the last issue. So uh, I wrapped up that and there's a whole big lead up to John Kent trying to take down the multiversal version of his dad, uh, which you were just talking about with Carnage and Venom. There was a character going through the multiverse killing Superman. Mm -hmm. Um, and surprisingly, he gets dispatched pretty quickly uh, halfway through the series, and we're left with John Kent having to deal with appearing in the Injustice universe. And he has to systematically take down the quote-unquote bad Justice League in order to get to his dad. And his final confrontation with his dad put my heart in my throat. Oh, yeah. Um, I have, you know, I'm faster than him. I'm, I'm not, I'm stronger as, I'm stronger than him for a little bit because he charged up in the sun. Mm-hmm. But then the choice that is made there, I turn the page and I choked. There's, there's a, <laughs> so I, I realized halfway through this series, not even halfway through this issue, that um, Tom Taylor has kind of painted himself into a corner as not actually being able to change anything. In the Injustice. In the Injustice universe. Yeah. Because this seems as though it takes place between Injustice and Injustice 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't those... 100% sure. I had no idea. Because well, I haven't read the beginning all of, of Injustice. The beginning of Injustice 2... I haven't read them all either, but I just know that the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. Superman is captured. Oh, yes. And he's imprisoned by Batman and whatnot, and other That's stuff right. happens. Yeah, forgot. So this appears as though this is like... During the first reign of his uh, injustice, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, like so, I so I kind of already knew, like, no, you're not going to defeat to necessarily in any kind of like substantial way, air quotes, defeat yeah. um, this or change this world. So what are you going to do in order to kind of like put a button on this, put a button on this, or create some sort of sense of closure since this is the last issue? Yeah. And it, the first half of this issue was so good. You're like. John Kent is my Superman. He's real this good, kid man. Is so I good. love this kid. He, this kid's awesome. He systematically takes out, and I, air quotes, takes out the Deals Justice League. The Flash, Wonder Woman. But he does it in such intelligent ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, knowing these people, he does it in such intelligent ways, and it's really great. Like, I think a, a lesser hero and also a lesser writer would just have a bunch mm-hmm. of fights. Yeah. Um, and yes, the way that it's kind of concluded, on one hand, I felt like, oh, that happened really fast and kind of anticlimactically but then i also was like no no it was pretty perfect no i, I didn't feel it was that pretty, at all no no, no not yeah. that conflict i'm talking about the way that the actual issue ended with boop okay I see. like 
it almost undercut how good mm. that section was. I was happy that it was like, boop, okay, to be continued. I was like, oh, well, good. to we're be continued done. is cool. We're not done yet. But that's, we're not done with John. Right. We're done with this, though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The this part, I thought, was a little really quick. Okay. Like a button. Sure. Literally, a button was pressed. Okay. And this section of the conflict is gone. Now, mm. I want John Kent stories forever. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. I just mean, like, this did feel like a this really self-contained arc yeah. with, like, a little continue at the end. And... uh the characterization is the strongest part of all of this. Oh, absolutely. All of this. So good. I think the only misstep that this entire six-issue miniseries had was um, Clayton Henry didn't draw one issue. Oh, he should have drawn. What? Oh, did he not? Yeah, he didn't draw, I think, like four. Oh, no and it was yeah, And it was Derek Robertson. He's. Oh, that's right. It was, and, it, like, Eesh. no, I mean, I can knock Derek Robertson, but no knock to Derek Robertson, except it says nothing like Clayton Henry. Yeah. Like, get... Tim Sims or John Sims, John Sims. to do so, like somebody yeah. that that has the same kind of like yeah. airy brightness of Clayton Henry, not like the boys David Robertson yeah, yeah. or oh, Derek, sorry Derek Robertson. Derek Robertson. Yeah. Um, it wasn't quite as egregious as Bat and the Cat. Oh, I don't want to talk about Liam that. Sharp shows Those up. issues didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but this was all, this was also fresh AF. Yeah, it was a really great so week good. in comic books. And before we before wrap we up. wrap up, I'll talk about. Um, I feel like. In the months of July and August, we must mention Night Terrors. Of course. <laughs> In some way, it's, shape, or form, yeah. considering it's taken over the entire line. Um, so I want to talk about Night Terrors, uh, Batman, number two. Yeah, sure. Um, th- uh, this was, uh, anybody that remembers Night Terrors volume, or uh, Night Terrors Batman, Night Terrors colon Batman, yeah. number one. Um, I think we both liked more than Night Terrors. The main yeah. book, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was, it was, um, it almost did a better job of setting up the conflict, setting up the ordinary world and the rules of like all of these heroes being asleep and what's happening. Yeah, and it had a really dope cliffhanger. Oh, this art, is um, so, so yeah, this is uh, written by Joshua Williamson, who's the architect of this event, and the art by Gillum March, who uh, I've had a hit or miss uh, relationship with, mm-hmm. but this art is really great. This is a continuation of Inside Batman's Head. Now Batman being Batman, has contingencies in place when it comes to if somebody tries to put him to sleep, how to stay awake. Yeah. However, he's unable to kind of activate them because in the real world, Dead Man is taking over his body. That's right! So he's, Which I find delightful. He keeps getting stuck back and forth. Um, and this is kind of... This issue is just... It's, it's a side issue, but it's a good one of him traversing his own nightmares in order to try and get to, I guess, the top mm-hmm. to take his body back from Dead Man. Um, and then if and when he does, things might be a little off on the outside. So like this this book reads like it's not connected to an art to a, to an event, which is great. Mm-hmm. But then the last five pages are the event yeah. or where it takes place in the event, and it almost kind of takes it out. Oh. like this this could have, and this is a strength of the book. These two issues could have easily just been a two issue arc mm-hmm. of any Batman book and yeah. really strong, yeah, which, on one hand, makes them really great event tie-ins because they don't—they're not really contingent or matter. Mm-hmm. But then the whole conclusion rips it right back into the event yeah. in a way that's fine. Yeah. Like, find out more. I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I almost—it's I, very fresh because it made me forget it was a part of an event. Mm-hmm. But then. <laughs> It's fresh enough because, God damn it, it's still the event. Yeah. Like, this could have just been really strong. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so like, I, it was definitely a worth read. There's 82 Night Terrors books. If you're reading at least some of them, I would definitely suggest getting the Batman one. Yeah. The Batman one and the, the Superman, Superman one, one have awesome. been the best so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Uh, both by Joshua Williamson. The Ravager one was good too. I've yet to read it. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Is there anything? What are you? What are you excited for? Uh, well, I'm excited to read Sacrificers. Yeah. Um, I am mildly curious slash excited about the second issue of Christopher Chaos because both of us, sorry, the oddly pedestrian life there of Christopher Chaos. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, both of us <laughs> were like kind of into the first issue but didn't super love the first issue like it's a really good potential start yeah so like the second issue i think is make or break yeah it's it's got a lot it's got a little weight yeah it's got some Uh, work to do what about you anything uh i am excited for what am i excited for um yeah amazing spider-man annual i'll read that it's got your best friend in it it's got um hallows eve as well as chasm the ben riley uh Oh, he's, he's now Chasm forever. Not None of this Scarlet Spider nice stuff. Scarlet Spider. I actually he's just got spider. in a Scarlet Spider action figure. Um, it's him from the Beyond Corporation suit. He's got the cool oh. like, spider on the side. Oh, yeah. That was, and he's that's got the dope. big Todd McFarlane eyes Those on the mask, cool. which you don't get a lot in the in the action figure. So I actually saw it. And I was like, I'm going to pick that up. So, yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get that? Uh, Did you, like, for online. your shop? or? Oh, nice. Very nice. Pretty dope. Um, all right, y'all. Uh, email us at coltpopgo at gmail.com. Also, tonight is Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. We're going to be live streaming on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And we're going to be talking about, we're going to be doing a rundown of... Secret Invasion. And the, pretty much the Marvel yeah, TV we'll, shows. We'll, we'll recap our thoughts on Secret Invasion. And then, I guess, we're ranking? Yeah, or rankings. just maybe top three? There's like nine now. Yeah. It would take a while. Yeah. It's going to take a little bit. Um, So join us for that and tell us what you think of the Marvel Disney Plus shows. Yeah. Are we going to include – we're not going to include like the Netflix shows, are we? We shouldn't. We shouldn't because it's Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. We love you. We'll We'll talk talk to you later. later. For listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtubecom go at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new Thunder Rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.